Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Back again for another fantastic, terrific, huge, unbelievably excellent, I mean, believe me, it's an excellent episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. I'm your co-host, Steve Cypress, along with the one and only Everett Farnell. Hey, Steve. Pleasure to be here. This is going to be a fantastic podcast, just like always, just like every week. People are going to get sick. They're so good, they're going to get sick of listening to great podcasts. The, they already and, are. And they the probably are. That's a good point. They probably already are. They're so sick and dead. They're going like, won't you guys put out a bad episode already? I yeah, mean, we're should... getting so tired of winning with excellent episodes. And the amazing thing is that they just can't help but come back because the, the ones who miss, their competition listens to the episode, and it's just so sad the way they, I mean, they just lose tremendous amount of business. They lose amazing amount of business because well, they're... If you want to listen to a bad episode, you got to go listen to somebody else's podcast because they are totally unqualified to be podcasting. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you could. There's there's a bazillion. They can't be trusted to put out a good podcast. They can't be trusted. They have bad judgment in podcasting, and they're not qualified to be podcasting. So you know, Uh, follow us. You came to the right place. And let me tell you something. If you if you're not careful, what you're going to find is that there's some inside shenanigans going on at the other podcast. Every other podcast is rigged. That's a good point. Yeah, they're rigged. It's unfair and it's rigged, and so you've got to listen to this one. Okay, so uh, enough fun and games, although it's not nearly enough fun. I just love having it, but let's get right to the meat and potatoes here. We're going to talk about this week about, uh, and, and it certainly is a lesson you can learn from Donald Trump, it's how to hire and when to hire a key person in your business. Now, this can be different in different businesses. For a contractor, it's often somebody who's your estimator. You know, he's a guy with as much experience as you, and you bring him in, and instead of you going out, estimate the jobs he'll go out and then he'll go out and beyond the jobs and check and make sure they're done right before he signs off he's like a key man or it could be a foreman who's actually on the jobs or if you're an attorney is bringing in another experienced attorney to take on a lot of the casework and oversee the paralegals and the legal secretaries and all that you're taking on a, a key person in the business sometimes it can be a marketing person it can be someone who is a financial person a cfo someone who's going to oversee all the the financial aspects of the business so whatever it is, though, you can see with Donald Trump, who recently made his choice for vice president, and he had the whole world to choose from, basically, and people are like, oh, you know, he's going to choose this one, that one, this one. You can see what he did. He didn't have to, he didn't choose another one of him. You know, he didn't choose, an, like, Chris Christie, another brash-talking, East Coast, in-your-face guy. He didn't choose another renegade, like, uh, like uh, Ben Carson or somebody like that, who's not from the political world. He picked someone who emotionally is the opposite to him, a level-headed, calm, cool person, someone who is in, in the world of politics the opposite of him. He's established in Washington and in government and, and, and knows the ins and outs of doing stuff. And he's actually a also, in terms of PR and publicity and just drumming up support on the campaign, he's also, as he said in his own acceptance speech, Mike Pence are talking about, he, he said it himself how boring he was. So that's, <laughs> the, that's the choice Donald 
Trump made when he chose a key person is he looked for someone to fill gap of where he is missing certain aspects. And we've seen other presidents do the same thing with their vice presidents. And, and it's something we suggest you should do as a business person. And you've done that yourself, right, Everett? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, the last thing that you need as a, uh, as a business person is somebody who has the exact same talents that you have. Because here's the truth, whether business people like to admit it or not, nobody has all of the talent necessary to run a complete business. I, I mean, if, if I don't care how great the business people are. I don't care how knowledgeable they are. You cannot do everything from running the business, involved in running the business, from the financial aspects to the delivery, to marketing, to human resources, to uh, production. You, you can't do it. You have to have key people around you. The trick is, and here's where most business owners go wrong, that what they're doing is they're running a tribe. They're not running a business. So instead of going out and finding people who are truly qualified to do a job, their friend needs a, needs a gig because they got laid off the job that they were working at. They closed the plant or whatever. And Jim's always been good with people. So I'll put Jim in charge. You know, I'll put Jim in charge of a crew or I'll put uh, I'll, I'll make Jim the night manager. And Jim sure, or would, in my world you know, of sales and sales consulting, they'll take someone I've seen it often. Oh, she was a HR person. So she's really good with people. So she ought to she'll do sales. Yeah, because she knows how to run salespeople. She understands salespeople. Well, she'll um, do the sales. She, she'll do sales <laughs> oh, okay, yes. because oh, she's good worse, with people. Yes. You know, they, like, all I'm saying is what you're saying is that just because someone is good at something doesn't mean you should really put them in charge of something else. Right, right. Yeah, so you, you need to find somebody who really knows what they're talking about and what they're doing, and, and that's exactly what Trump did perfectly. Uh, you know, I mean, I've heard it said about him many, many times that his greatest talent is his ability to choose, or his, pardon me, his greatest skill is his ability to choose talent, to hire people, to hire, you know, the right types of people. So, um, you know, I mean, that's really what, uh, that's really where we need to, where, where business owners need to focus their attention and they, in these sorts of situations. They need to make sure that they that when they hire somebody they're not just hiring them because they're a friend or they're not just hiring them to do a job because uh or or promoting from within right i, I mean promoting from within is great but if, if you're taking somebody out of one job and you're giving putting them in an entirely new position you're just asking for trouble you're asking for disaster it's, okay uh, so uh, I it's now so let's just say somebody's done this though i mean i there's a saying and i don't know who first said it but i had a mentor used to say it all the time you got to be slow to hire quick to fire mm -hmm. and so if someone's listening here and they say, oh, yeah, you know, you guys are pretty much describing my key person. I made a mistake uh, or it's my brother or it's a friend or it's a whatever or blah, blah, blah. Now what? And there's a saying, I don't know if you agree. I know you see, you've seen Donald Trump has even come out and say it, that if somebody is in the wrong position and you release them, you're doing them a favor. You're not doing them any a favor for keeping them in a wrong position. They're hating every day when they wake up and going to work. They're loyal, so they're going to keep going. But if you're loyal, you open up your Rolodex, you help them get a job that they actually are fit for and will enjoy and will be a win-win for everybody, and you release them from you, your organization and doing a crummy job, which just isn't good for anybody. Right. I agree 100%. That's exactly what needs to happen. The bottom line is that nobody benefits when somebody's in the wrong position, but the employee, is rare, the employee rarely has the cojones, for lack of a better word, to, to actually come in and quit, especially Especially if you like them, especially if they like you, you know, if you guys get along, then they want, oftentimes, I, I mean, I've seen it happen. Oftentimes people desperately want to quit a job, but they like their boss or they're afraid, oh, 
if I quit, then, you know, it's going to be a rift in the family. And Right. Well, and this to... happens with relationships, too. People say, you know, sure. I don't want to leave her because, you know, that'll be devastating. Or how is she going to find another guy? Or all this kind of nonsense. And the best thing for everybody, Donald Trump, you know, says it. I mean, straight out that you've got to find the right. And, and you know, you had a whole TV show based on it, right? The whole Apprentice right. TV show is based on saying you're fired. I mean, they, you know, the stories he just came up with, they just happened to say it in the first episode. And it became tagline that he's now extremely well known for but you know you go through the talent and even after and the, and the whole point of the show being called the apprentice is the whole point i mean if somebody then comes on and works for him for a year that's apprenticeship that's an internship yeah. i did the same thing when i was in law school in law school often for the summers firms will hire law students like when i it was in between my first and second and my second and third year in law school i went to work for firms and often you of course they go back to school full-time after the summer's over, but very often when it comes to that person graduating, one of those firms they work for as a summer associate will then hire them full-time. And so you're always looking you're always looking at any hire you make as an apprentice, as a tryout, as a probationary period, which is best for both people. And, and Trump will say it a lot, loyalty is the most important thing to him. He says it all the time on The Apprentice Show. He says it all the time, even on the campaign. You hear him all the time talk about loyalty. And even when he talked about Mike Pence choosing his key man, which is the, the subject of this episode, he talked about the loyalty, and that that's what he looked for. And that you know because skills can be taught, things people can be trained, or they can be taken out of one peg. You know, if there's a square peg in a round hole, they can put be put somewhere else in the organization. But loyalty should be a top thing that you look for, and at that has the downside, like Everett brought up, that somebody is going to think, "Oh, I shouldn't leave him." That would be terrible. And you need to be able to do everyone a favor of if you made a mistake, which is not a question of if; it's a question of when. And the hire just isn't working out. That you have that difficult conversation. However, you also open up your rolodex. Every business owner knows other business owners and you help them get a position where everyone's going to be happy yeah help them get it help them get a different job where that that suits their skills or maybe they do have the skills they just don't fit in with the uh, uh, you know with the nature of the business the culture of the business they just don't fit in with the culture of the business and so right, but you can't it, let that confident. stop you from bringing on a key person you know it goes hand no, in hand no, with no. what we talked about last week about the delegation you you're going to get stuck in being really small if you insist on doing everything yourself if all the key jobs you insist on taking all the key responsibility yourself. Don't let the fact that you're bound to make a mistake here and it's not going to work out, don't let that stop you from doing it for crying out loud. I mean, a president is basically forced, right? Trump had to pick a vice president. Of all people, you would think that of all people, if they didn't have to pick a vice president, Donald Trump would be the one to say, I don't need a vice president. <laughs> I, don't, I, I could see him saying that. I don't need a vice president. It's just me. What do I need a vice president for? <laughs> you, know, when, and, and, you know, I don't need a cabinet. It's just me. You know, actually, he is, you, you, and you already yeah, see, I mean, he is smarter than that. He he realizes, you know, when he first started out and the whole thing was on a whim and let's see what happens because that's what business people do. We test something out and if it works, what the heck? We'll keep going with it. But he knew and he always knows that he has to bring on more advisors and so forth. So don't be that guy. Don't need for you to have to run for president to be forced to pick a key person and a cabinet of advisors. Put together a board of directors. Get a mentor. Get a coach. Get advisors. Get consultants. Get as much help as you can if you want to grow faster and better and bigger. If you want to stay small, disregard everything we're saying here. <laughs> 
if you want to be tiny, then uh, just keep being tiny. You don't yeah, need to do anything. Yeah, not be an upcoming episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald yeah, Trump Podcast. He just, no, we, and we just can't teach you. I have a saying that I've said for years since a mentor said it to me. If you want to grow slow, you can do that on your own. If you want to grow right. fast and strong, come see me. But there if you, you want to stay where you are or grow slow, you don't need me. You can do that all by yourself. You, don't, you shouldn't even be wasting time listening to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast because you ought to just be going and, and opening your emails and answering your phones and doing all your own bookkeeping and, and doing everything yourself and staying small. Uh, but you're listening for a reason. And a lesson you're learning from Donald Trump, and you saw it when he picked the key man, was not only did he definitely pick one, but he picked one to fill in gaps that he doesn't have. He didn't need another guy to get lots of attention from the media. Mike Pence is never going to do that. He didn't pick another guy to be a renegade and an outsider. He didn't need one. He's already got him. He needed someone who can, once he gets to Washington, can help take over a lot of the responsibility of Trump's ideas have to get passed by Congress. We still have a system of checks and balances, for crying out loud. Trump's going to you know, likely have a rude awakening when he's been in charge and in command and in control of everything he's done in his whole life, pretty much, to suddenly have to answer to Congress and, and get them to do stuff. Well, he needs help with that, so he brought in a key man that'll help him do that. And I think there was a lot to be said that he brought in a key man that would even help him get the job, uh, right. which is likely that you might not have to do that unless you're going to a bank or investors for a loan. They might ask, who's your key person? Well, okay, this, this looks all good, this plan, but there's no way you're going to pull this off. Who's the team you have around you? And if you just say, well, it's my wife and my nephew and my friend and <laughs> son's brother knows how to make, do a website and, you know, I'm going to, you know, I got a few people down the block that are unemployed and so they'll go out and do jobs. I'm not so sure your investors, including a bank, are going to say that sounds great. They're going to want to know who's the key person, and they're going to have as much confidence in them as they have in you. You know, what's interesting is that there was a, uh, it, it has now been absorbed into a larger gym, but there was a 30 or a 20 or 30 location gym in Central Florida, a place where you go work out. And um, I was talking to the uh, uh, to the guy who founded the gym, and that's exactly what you just said. Is exactly he went he uh, he went to talk to some to some investors, people he knew who had money, and he wanted to he wanted to expand. He had two locations. He wanted to expand. They were very successful, and the investors looked at all the numbers and all the paperwork and talked with them. and And the final thing that the investor said is, "Look, I will I will invest. I'll give you the money that you're looking for, but only if we bring on professional management. I, I'm not going to do it with your current management." And he had to fire management and bring on professional management because he had his wife doing the books and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's a very legitimate point. And if these folks have, you know, deep pockets, now the banks, of course, may be a little different, but if you're going to a private investor and this is somebody who has made their money in the entrepreneurial sphere, maybe they know a thing or two. Maybe that's advice that you should listen to. Well, and I think everyone listening is nodding their head and saying, yes, I do know that. I just, I'm having trouble bringing myself to give up control or fight the bullet or, you know, where do I find someone? But the point is that I'm, I hope you're taking from this is when you pick a key person, Listen. Pick someone who fills in gaps that you don't have. You're going to be tempted when you're interviewing to go, boy, this guy, you know, we really get along well. You might want to bring some, uh, you know, pick someone who's actually going to push back 
on some of your ideas and argue with you a little bit and question what you're doing a little bit, again, if you want to grow. I have a feeling that Trump and Pence are going to maybe not so much on the campaign trail, but certainly when he, or if he would get into office, they would butt heads on a bunch of how to approach things and how to get things done. And that's when Trump knows he needs that. He needs someone experienced in Washington, D.C. to tell him, no, it's just not going to be able to get done that way. And we're hoping that you as a business owner do the same thing. Bring in key people that not necessarily are they going to say and do everything you want, which, again, that's why they're not a family member. They're professional help. And when you do that, and, and people I, I'm sure that are listening right now are nodding their heads going, yeah, I did that, and that was the best thing I ever did for my business. And it's a little tension, and I guess it would be easier to just have be surrounded by a bunch of yes-men that just say, yes, sir, yes, sir, and agree with everything I do. But it is the best thing that I know when I present an idea. I have someone, a grizzled veteran, to call me on my stuff and say, like, yeah, I think maybe we ought to do it this way. And that could be the best key person decision that you make to grow your business. I, I think that sums it up perfectly. Very good. Well, since we've summed it up, that'll bring to a close another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, which I have to say, I mean, you just saw it. I mean, it, it was fantastic. It was an awesome experience. Everybody loved it. Went off without a hitch. We're on the road here. We're on our way. The opposition, every other podcast is not unified and discombobulated and it's all over the place and they don't know what they're doing. So you've come to the right place. Keep listening to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. I'm telling you, believe me, it's going to be huge. It's the best. We're making podcasting great again. Is that Was that all one sentence? I, I think it was all one sentence. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we'll see you back here next week. We'll see you next week. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser, some people do, I guess.